So you literally called the Rochester Police Department and filed several reports saying that all of these that the debts, that, he had that someone was using your identity and getting Time Warner service when it wasn't you. Right. And you also called to say someone was using your identity on what other services? This is the plaintiff, Tamika Parson. She says the defendant's a sneaky real estate broker who promised her he would get her bad credit wiped out so she could purchase a house. And all he did was end up stealing her money. That's right. He pretended to help her, but all he really did was steal $4,914 from her. And she's not about to let him get away with it. So she's suing. This is the defendant, Ray Knight. He says he did try to help the plaintiff and her mother purchase a house, but unfortunately, once they got the $4,000 deposit in, the mother passed away. Now the parameters of the deal have changed because they were using the mother's credit rating with a bank. Now that she's gone, the plaintiff's bad credit history was discovered. Oh, he's sorry, but if anyone's owed money today, it's him, not the plaintiff. He's accused of trying to pull a fast one. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for unpaid rent. All parties, please get your ready. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it? Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. <clears throat> Tamika Parson, you're suing Ray Knight and his company, Vassis, not to mention the company name, for $4,914 that you say they owe you and won't repay. You're counterclaiming for rent. Tell me what's going on. Um, I met Ray, and he decided he was going to show me a house that would be good for me and my mom. And... He decided that we were going. How did you meet Ray? I met him through an ex. Okay. And How long had you known him before this uh, business negotiation? Actually, I met him on a business negotiation. What so I didn't know him at all. My ex had took me over there to um, ask him about finding a house. Oh, that was us. the purpose of the meeting. Okay. Right. So go ahead. So <clears throat> what do you do for a living, Mr. Knight? I'm a real estate broker. You're a broker. Are you a licensed broker? Yes, sir. Okay, and do you have your own firm? Do yes. you have your own, or you work for somebody? I have my own company. Okay, so go ahead. So after we went over and we met with him, um, probably a day or two later, he ended up showing us a house. And um, the ex didn't want the house, but I liked it, the house. So after that, he, we left, and he was like, come over, we'll discuss it. So when I went over to discuss it, he was like, well, this house is going to be going. How much did he say the house was going to be sold for? 120 Okay, so go ahead. So um, after that, I went over to his house, and we started discussing it. And I was like, well, my credit isn't that good. And he was like, no, I pulled your credit report, and it's not that bad. I could get it cleaned up. How? And well, that I didn't know at the time, but after I found out, he had me call it in to the police department as fraud. And when I it have wasn't? The, and I have the Wait, police. wait, wait, stop. 
He had you yes. call it into the police department as fraud. Yes. Yeah, what part of that didn't have your light bulb go off? When you, well, so you actually called it into the Rochester Police Department mm -hmm. and said it was fraud when it wasn't? Yeah. So you filed a po false police report, which happens to be a crime. Uh, Why are you pointing at him? He because told you to do this, and you both thought it would be a... What does that have to do with anything? You know... That, that's bad on both of you, not just him. Mm -hmm. So you literally called the Rochester Police Department and filed several reports saying that all of these that the debts, stuff that, he had that someone was using your identity and getting Time Warner service when it wasn't you. Right. And you also called to say someone was using your identity on what other services? That, um, whatever was on there. Whatever was on your, your well, it was, And um, all of it was a lie. Your, every was, police no, report yes. you filed was a, How many yes. police reports did you file I with filed, the Rochester Police Department that were lies? I filed the one police report that had three to four items listed. Wow. Did you tell her to do that? No, ma'am. kind of broker are you? That, that is not. What happened is when we went over the credit report, I explained to her, I said, what are these items and what can we do to resolve them? She told me that she did not know any of what was on the credit report. And I said, well, if that's the case, then we need to file a police report saying it was fraud. Now, if you can't recognize these items, let's go fill out. Maybe she doesn't recognize them because she doesn't care about debt. Well, if she lying. So she says the <clears throat> words, I don't know what these are. And I told her then if you don't know, then it's fraud fill out a police report. If if they were hers, we will negotiate the debt. There was, there was- Why are you getting involved in any of that? Because you desperately want to sell this house to her and you want her to be approved by I, the bank. The I, contract to sell this house to her, do you have it? Excuse me? The contract yes. that you two signed to sell the house. At some point you decide you want to buy the house. So did her credit get cleaned up? Yes. Okay. All right, and then now, so you move into this house- Yes. That you're planning to buy yes. with your mother. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Uh, would you agree that that's a little unusual? Well, this is what happened. Um, she said she wanted the house. And I said, well, okay, we'll work something out. The house was empty at the time. I have a combination lock. How did she get in? I have a combination lockbox on the side of the house. Did you home. give her the combo? Her ex was doing work for me. Gave her the combo. Are you suggesting that she moved in without your permission? She just moved in. But I didn't argue because she said she wanted to buy the house. She just moved in. You don't think that's unusual? <clears throat> I, yes. To not call the police, say, get out, you're trespassing. We, and it, right, because it sounds unbelievable. Uh, well, unless you really want to push a sale of this house in a way that just doesn't make any sense. It's just unusual. She moved in and I said, we'll work it out. And I asked her for security or rent. She said, no, um, my dad, kept my security or something or whatever, but I'm sorry. I just... So uh, you're a real estate broker and a person <clears throat> moves into a house. I have signed you up to sell my yes. house. They move into my house and you don't know what to do when they move in behind your back. No. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I, she indicated that she wanted to buy it. So when she did move in without my that permission. That doesn't seem unusual to you that you not say, what are you doing, squatter? Get out of that place. You can't live there until we sign something. That doesn't sound unusual well, to you. Well, it does, but okay. we, we- And then after she moves in, okay, which of course you say is with his permission and consent, and he says it's all a big surprise to him. After you move in, then you sign a contract for the purchase yes. of the place. And then what happens? 
Uh, then he has me move in the house and he tells me that I'm going to save my money, that I'm going to save $4,000 to be able to put down as my clothing cost. And, and when did you hand him $4,000? In November. My mom passed on the 2nd of November. Of November, I'm sorry to hear that. And he sent me a text on the 6th. I have the text still that said, um, to go to the bank and get them the $4,000 so that they can go ahead and close on the house before the bank found out that my mom passed away. Which sounded also, just peachy keen to you. Huh? That's exactly what you did. No. And then, and then also it was, don't tell them that my mom had passed. And then I'm talking to the guy. What difference does it make if the mom passed? Well, she is a payee for the mom. And she gets her income based on, I believe, she does home aid. Oh, so now she has no job. Correct. So you so, told her not to tell the bank that? No, I told the bank that. I just told her, let me handle the bank and we'll go from there. And did he, <clears throat> according to you, he did tell the bank that? He told the bank after... After the what? Guy, after the guy had started asking more questions about it, because he had talked to me, the guy did, and I have, I was like, well, my mom is not here, and then he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, you need to call Ray, and then that's when Ray told him because he Ray had told me you won't be able to get the house if they know your mom passed away. And well, it like, isn't because your mom passed away. It's because you have no job then. Right. Why would you get f financing? And this is a financing contingent uh, contract, right? She has to get financing in order to have to buy the house, right? Yes. Oh, okay. And what happens? Here, here's, a, here's a surprise. Something worked the way it's supposed to work, which is you got denied. Oh, no, I got denied after I told the guy. Yeah, that you had, had no job. No, you I should do be have denied. a job, dear. Oh, oh dear. Okay. What is the job that you had? That's all right. That's all right. Go ahead. What is the job that you had? I thought your job was to be caretaker for your mom. I took care of my mom and I take care of several other people. Also, I'm a matron. So now you are suing to get back 4,000 that you pay. She paid 4,000, right? Yes, she did. Right. So you are suing to get back the $4,000 deposit because you were not approved. Right. Okay. And you don't want to give it back because what? I told her, well, you need to pay for the rent that were when. And you when did she ever agree to pay for rent? Show well, me the rental contract. We do not have a rental contract. Did she? But not only that, you do not even have a verbal rental contract. Like yes. she never agreed to pay for rent. Yes, we do. We had a conversation when I asked her about where did she get her security deposit from, and she said she left it with her dad. And I said, well. It didn't sound right, but I just left it alone. But I, I then had a conversation where I told her, I said, this place rents for eleven twenty-five, but if you can work it out where you can make it to 800 where you were because you said you wanted to buy the house, I'll accept the $800. It was oh, so you had a rental agreement with her? Verbally, yes. You are such a liar. <clears throat> Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. Is it possible that the plaintiff actually didn't know that it's a crime to file a false police report? Um, no, everyone knows it's a crime. Does everybody know that? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, that's not realistic, to be honest. So she, be so, so the plaintiff then becomes part of the crime if the plaintiff knew it. Correct. Okay, yeah. going inside the courtroom. You don't even know how to season the lie so how, that I can how, swallow how, it. How else can, how, how? I'll tell you how else. What you are is a broker who wants to sell a house to a person who can't afford the house. So you're suing for the 4,000, you want 414 back that he made you pay in homeowner's insurance? Yes. Why? Because 
like the people at the insurance place was telling him. And when him, was there ever an agreement that you'd get that money back if you didn't get approved for financing? He said I would get the difference of it back because it was only $250 for me to put insurance in my name, but because we had to wait for the Okay, anybody want to prove up any of the stuff coming out of their mouths? Any of the drivel coming out of your mouths that you both want me to believe? Because I wouldn't believe either of you if your tongues came notarized, okay? Mm -hmm. You're both crooks. All right, so now, do you want to prove what you just said, that you're supposed to get the home insurance back? Well, I paid it, so. I don't care that you paid it. I want to know if you can prove that someone's supposed to pay you back for it if you don't well, get financing. Work, because no. you see, nobody here is planning on not getting financing. Everybody here thinks everything, well, what could go wrong? What, what? That's how everybody's talking about this. So I don't think either one of you are planners. I think both of you look at the problem today and you say whatever it takes to solve the problem today, and then you get to tomorrow, okay? so. You don't have any proof that shows that you're supposed to get home insurance back. Let's go to the next thing you're suing for, which is just added today. Justin, $200 for your mom's wheelchair, $100 for oxygen mask, $100 for a bike, $100 for three dresser drawers. Why do you leave your mom's wheelchair, the oxygen mask, a bike, and three dresser drawers behind? I love a lot more stuff. Behind. Why? Because I couldn't take it all at one Why? time. Because, first of all, I didn't have my truck. The guy moving in was paying for the truck. And then I gave did she him leave, my money. Did she leave a wheelchair, an oxygen mask, a bike, and three dresser drawers behind? I don't know. I didn't go okay. to see. Because did she ever notify you no, that she, she was leaving not. that no, stuff behind? No. Do you have any proof that you left the stuff behind? Uh, no. Unless you have proof that he kept your stuff and didn't safeguard it. Unless you have proof that there, you're not going to be proof. Let me just tell you, because you've been doing this for 10 minutes now, trying to speak up. That's not good. I'm not going to consider your friend here proof. Unless you have proof, because you're texting with him. So do you ever say, hey, I'll be right back for this and that. I left it behind. I got to get it. Any proof at all that you know? Right, exactly. Uh, folks, here's what's going on, all right? You have a contract with her to purchase the house. You let many messy things happen beforehand in the hope that you can sell her the house. Agreed. Because really all you care about is her getting approved and you getting your commission. Um, and whether she can make the payments or later, that's really going to be on her, so who cares? After that, you're done. You've gotten your commission. So you allow things to happen that shouldn't happen, like a purchaser sneaking in, according to you. That's so much worse than having a rental agreement. But then you look me in the eye like I'm an idiot and tell me that not only did she sneak in, but yeah, you had a rental agreement with her. Um, Crazy, really crazy. So no, what you have is the misfortune of having allowed somebody to move into a house you're trying to sell them, a deposit, because that's what's in writing, and a deposit you now have to return because that's what your contract says, which is if she doesn't get approved, there's a financing contingency. If she doesn't get approved, she gets her deposit back. So she gets back the $4,000. She doesn't get back all this other stuff she added today. And you do not get any rent from her because I don't see proof of a rental agreement. Okay, there's a way to handle this. It's not that what you did can't happen. It's that you gotta learn how to do it right. If you want rent, there has to be an agreement between the two of you that if in fact she doesn't get financing, then X money will be towards rent. And that doesn't go in your pocket, that goes in the owner's pocket. None of which I'm sure was gonna happen. And not only that, I'm gonna have a word with the Rochester Police Department, the ones on this report, and I'm gonna let them have the tape of you admitting that you lied. <laughs> so, verdict for the plaintiff in the amount of $4,000, and as for the defendant's counterclaim, zero.
right, both sides, hold on. Well, the plaintiff gets her $4,000 deposit back. Mr. Knight, I don't know. What are you thinking about right now? Well, I, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm not surprised at that. I think the judge thinks you made a lot of stupid mistakes, yeah. you know? And the judge didn't believe you either. Right. Either one of you. Un unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. You must sign a few documents outside. All right, Ms. Parson. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, you get your deposit back, yes. but nothing more. No, nope, that's fine with me. And the judge didn't believe you either. But that's fine with me. She believed enough to where I got my money. And that's what counts? That's what counts. I got my money, honey. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> Harvey? Well, Doug, this is serious stuff. The plaintiff could face prison time, actually, for filing a false police report. That is a felony. And that will do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom, right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Maureen Boutros. She says she took lessons at the defendant's driving school so she could get a commercial license to drive a school bus. The instructor was completely inept in teaching her properly. She failed a road test, wasted her $1,190, and is suing for just that today. This is the defendant, Alex Caton. He says he's been in business since 1991, training people to drive buses. And unfortunately, the plaintiff failed a road test. Sometimes people get nervous during the test. This was clearly the case with the plaintiff. After she failed, she wanted free lessons, but he's sorry. He runs a business, and he has to pay for the instructors. To be nice, he offered her a discount. The plaintiff's a stubborn lady, and he's not returning her money, period. He's accused of terrible training. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff took driving lessons from the defendant to get a commercial driver's license to drive a bus and flunked. But the defendant says, it's on the plaintiff that she flunked. It's the case of the wheels and the bus. Don't go round and round. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Maureen Boutros. You yes. are suing CDL Auto Club, uh, incorporated represented here by the owner, Alex Caton? Yes. Okay. Um, Ms. Boutros, you were, you went to see them because they give lessons on what? On driving a? A uh, uh, school bus. Okay, so you were trying to get, what does CDL stand for? Commercial uh, driver's license. This is license. commercial driver's license. Okay, so you were trying to get a commercial driver's license to enable you to be in a position to drive a school bus. A, a for a B class, I have my C class. Okay. I just wanted to upgrade. Right, which so, would allow you to drive a bigger bus? That's right. Okay, so you hire them and how much do you pay them for the lessons? I paid $700. Okay, and then $300 to be able to use their school bus during your lessons and during your exam. Yes. For a total of $1,028, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, so you take the lessons and what was the problem do you think? I know you ended up failing, but what was the problem with the lessons? I kept on calling. Um, he has a representative, like not a representative, but someone who answers the phones and gives out the classes. 
Okay. And I spoke to Alina. That's her name. I spoke to her and I explained to her that the driver, he's the instructor. He's not really teaching me right. She says, okay, I'm going to speak to him. I called her multiple what times. What made you feel that though? The first time, um, how he explained everything, he went so fast and I explained to him, can you go slow? I don't really understand what you're saying. So he says, Oh, da, da, da. like I, I just didn't understand him. So that's did you under, not understand an accent or did you not understand no, the concepts? How, how he like taught me, like he was just going around in circles. Like he told me how a dipstick was on the right hand side. And technically it wasn't on the right hand side. It was on the left hand side. He was talking about an oil di uh, dipstick and I don't know. I'm a female. You understand? Okay. So being that's a female, whatever, wh whatever gender you are has nothing to do with whether you know a bus, but go no, on. No, but like, you know, underneath the hood. I yeah, really... Underneath the hood. That's the, uh, <laughs> yeah. that is not like, you know, penile territory. That has nothing to do with being a man. Go ahead, but go on. Okay. So afterwards he told me on one side that a dipstick was, and it wasn't on that side. So afterwards, he was just confusing me. So that's when I called Alina and I told Alina, I said, Alina, he's not teaching me right. She says, okay, I'm going to give you an extra lesson. So afterwards, the next week, he, come, he, he went, like, you know, he was teaching me. He gave me a booklet. And um, first, the, the booklet that the company gives, it's not... Um, it doesn't explain how an engine's supposed to be. So the the guy, Igor, he went to his car and he got me another book. And he told me, he says, this book is going to teach you the whole engine. He says, don't worry about the first book that they gave to me. And it, it was for trucks. So afterwards I said, but Igor, this is for trucks. He says, just study it. Everything, how a truck is from the inside of the engine is just as how a bus is. And that's exactly what I did. So instead of going back to him on Sunday, I called Alina. I studied the whole book of what he gave to me. And I have the book. Like okay, he gave and me. what was the problem? So I'm going like me and him, we were bumping heads. And I kept on telling Alina to give me a new um, instructor. How many instructors do you have? I have three instructors. Why didn't Alina just give her a new instructor? She was having so much difficulty. Uh, we're trying to accommodate as much as we can. We're, but giving her, giving her a new instructor would be accommodating uh, her. That wouldn't cost you anything. You just switch instructors. Yes, as I switch, maybe the other instructor can better explanation. Right. So did Finally, you switch? Yes, we switched. When, she how him. many lessons did you have with another instructor? No. No, Alina told me that they're in Russia, that there's no other instructor. Yeah. You will never say anything like that. <laughs> well, was anybody in Russia? No, nobody in Russia. Everybody's here. Maybe Alina was just trying to. Uh, first of all, she. Why never... didn't you get involved? Did Alina bring the problem to you? Who's Alina? Alina is my secretary. Is she here? No, she's well, not. Well, then here. you're the only guy I can ask questions of. If okay. a customer calls and says, I can't learn from this guy. Um, I need a different instructor. And you're saying, yeah, we'll give her a different instructor. Why didn't you just give her a different instructor? She says that no, she didn't get a different instructor. No, I did. I did. We did have, uh, we, we gave her a different instructor. Who did you give her? 
the other instructor. What's the name of the instructor? They both named the Eagles, so it's confusing, you know, they have the same Yeah, names. but she, she has eyeballs, though, so she can see if it's the same instructor. And she said she likes him and everything Did was Did that right. happen? Did you get a switch in instructors? No, that was the list. That was two hours before my lesson. Okay, so that was how many lessons before your, your test? It was four. It was four lessons. How many lessons did you pay for? Five. Okay, so they gave you, in lesson four, they gave you a new Igor? Five. F in lesson five. So five. the very last lesson, does that sound right? Yes, it is. Okay, so the very last lesson, they gave you a new, a new person with the same name. And then what happened? Um, he kept on telling me, oh, no, everything how Igor showed me, I explained it to the guy, the, the other instructor. And afterwards, he was like, no. No, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. So I'm saying- Well, that's my, if you got what Igor said to you right. Yeah, that's well, what, right. What if maybe you just didn't learn what he said right? What if he said it right, but you're, you're getting it wrong? Yeah. Right, I mean, how do, how do we judge that? Are you taking, you go to the test, you fail the test. I, but the whole thing was the instructor, only 15 minutes before I, I was gonna take the road test, and I asked him, I said, how did I do? He looked at me and he was like, if I was from the DMV, the DMV instructor, you failed. And then afterwards in my mind, I'm saying to myself, like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fail? So afterwards he was like, yeah, just be confident. He was like, you know, if you, even if you have a couple of extra dollars like this, he was like, if you have a couple of extra dollars, he was like, give it to the DMV. And then afterwards, the Bribe instructor. The guy? Yeah. So afterwards, I was just looking at him. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, no. Okay, the plaintiff is saying women just don't understand mechanics as well as men for cars. What do you say? Depends on the woman. I'd, I'd say no. Okay, you'd say no. Um, I think women are just as good as men, like, and can understand anything they're capable of understanding. What do you say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there are women out there that have that skill, like. By the way, I'm not saying it, so don't get mad at me. Sure. I mean, you're looking at me like you're glaring. <laughs> See, like, I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. Going inside the courtroom. I'm running a driving school from 1991. We have thousands of people pass and also fail road tests. It's normal. But trying to make bus driver for five hours, it's not really easy, you know? Yeah, I recommend to take more lessons, but maybe lack of money. So why was she only taking, because they get to pick how many lessons they take? That's how, no, how much money she can pay okay. to me. And right. I'm trying to make miracle. It's not I, happened sometimes, sometimes it happens, but we try to do everything possible to accommodate. If you don't like this okay. instructor, we now, give you the Now, are you other. taking lessons now? Yes. And how's that going? It's going great. Okay, have you taken the test? Um, taking it. Okay, how many lessons are you gonna take now before you take the test? I'm taking like one every week. So you plan to take quite a few lessons more than what you scheduled with them? Yeah. To be able to pass? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't have the person who taught her here. You did not bring that person, right? Mm. How long has that person worked for you? She worked about seven years for me. Does he still work for you? Yes, he, he does. Does he ever get complaints? Not really. He's a very good instructor, and a lot of people likes him. Like I don't have any problem with him. But some people pay attention on the lesson, some not. Some people fail, some pass. Nothing, nothing extraordinary happened. Right. I mean, okay. So at some point, she calls after she fails, and she asks for what, according to you? I said to her that I can give her 
uh, discounted prices, so she continued to learn, and she was agree with me, and then she decided that she wants it for free. I cannot run business if I don't charge people, you know, it's impossible. What discount were you offering? Uh, the lesson cost $80, I offered her 60 Okay. which is fair, you know. Okay. And she said, mm, after a while, she called me and she said, no, I want it for free. I said, it's impossible, I have to cover my expenses, but she said no. Excuse me? Yeah. How, how um, Ms. Butchers, how are you going to prove, you know, I mean, people, pa some people pass, some people fail. And uh, so how, other than you Can coming I just, in oh, and oh. telling me, he didn't teach me right. Other than that, how are you going to prove that you're entitled to money back? Okay. Verbally, he told me when I first got, when I got out of um, the testing site, and I told him about the $300. I said, what about the bus? I said, I just, I went on, I just went inside the bus for less than five minutes and I failed. And then afterwards he was like, you know what? I'm going to give you lessons. The bus is on, on the house and I'm going to fire Igor. Did you say that stuff? No, I did not. None of it? Yeah. I said to her that I'm going to give her a substantial discount, but... And I talked to the instructor. Did you tell her you were going to fire the guy? No, I did not. Okay. Um, you know, I, I feel for you because um, I, I really do think that there might have been a disconnect between you and your teacher. But without any further evidence that there's an actual problem with the teacher, um, I mean, have you looked at any reviews online? Do you, have, do you know any other people who took that if, teacher and are testifying here today? Uh, you know. If you look on Yelp. Yelp, when I failed, I looked on their website and everything on Yelp, 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 it, they had horrible views and I didn't look at that before, that they just take the money and they don't offer anything and like, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, this is a very difficult case to prove. Very difficult. Um, but based on what's in front of me, I can't really order rebates of your money. Uh, um, I just can't. I still have to have some proof from you, because you have the burden of proof when you come into court, some proof for you from you that you didn't get what you paid for. And just the fact that you failed isn't enough. And just the fact that you're complaining isn't enough. So my verdict in this case is for the defendant. Teachers don't guarantee success that you'll pass a test. They just promise that they'll do a good job. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Nikita Gordon. She says she agreed to buy a car from the unscrupulous defendant, put some money down, traded in her old car, and then the guy bumped up the price on her. That's right, she agreed to pay one price, and he tried to pull a fast one and increase the price by a whopping 4,500 bucks at the last minute. She's not a stupid person. She refuses to be ripped off and is suing for the return of the $3,000 she's now owed. This is the defendant, Earl. He says the plaintiff lied to him about her income, stating she made $3,500 per month. And when he checked into it, she really only made 200 bucks a week. So the finance charges and insurance charges were too much for her to afford. 
He's not returning this woman's money because she didn't tell him the truth. He prepped the car, put plates on it, and she wasted his time. He's accused of upping the price at the last minute. All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff agreed to buy a car from the defendant, put money down in the car, sold her own car, and then he upped the price by 4,500 bucks. But the defendant says she lied about her credit, so the finance charges kicked in. It's the case of up your price. Okay, Ms. Gordon, you are suing Discount Auto Exchange, represented here by the owner, Earl. Yes. All right, for uh, $3,000 that you want returned to you, $2,000 that you put down as a deposit, and 1000 for pain and suffering. What happened here? You go on April 11th, you go over there to purchase a 2007 Nissan Murano, correct? Yes, I did. And you enter into negotiations with him, and do you sign anything? Yes, I signed a bill of sale. Okay, can I see what you signed? Yes. So these are the documents you left with that day. And what they say is that you gave them your car as a down payment, right? Yes. They gave you $500 for your car. Must have been yes. quite the car, quite the hoopty. <laughs> what was it that you traded in? Um, a Hyundai Elantra 2004. Okay. And then uh, you gave them $2,000 in cash. So you were going to owe 6985 Did you have that kind of cash on you? Um, no. So he was going to get the loan. Is that correct? Yes, Your Honor. Tell me what's going on here. She came in. We picked out a car. She liked the Nissan Murano. She, the first step is to fill out an application. That way we get a feel for what the person makes, what they can afford per month, and things like that. So she told me that she had made $3,500 a month. Let me see that. Did you tell him that? Thank you, sir. Um, no, I told him I work as a substitute, so um, my pay varies. It depends on the assignment that I pick up. Gross monthly salary, $3,500. Did you say that? I mean, he's not going to write it down if you didn't say it. That's kind of weird. No, I told him. Who fills this out? They do or you do? He did. I did, Your Honor, you but fill she signed Why would he fill out that you make more than you make? That's you trying to get financing. But then you did a verifi income verification and find out that's not true. Well, but let's go, before we get there, I want to talk about the day she comes in. According to you, she tells you that. And what? What happens next? She, when she brought her pay stubs in, it showed that she made No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. She didn't bring her pay stubs in until when? The next day. Okay. That day, you let her leave with the car. That's correct, Your Honor. Yeah, that's the part that's just slaying me. I keep trying to get there, and I can't. <laughs> you let the lady leave with the car before you sold her the car because you haven't finished anything. So why did you let her leave? Because she hasn't, you know, the only thing that she has signed is I'm going to buy the car for that money. But it's got to be financed, and she's got to sign the finance paper. That's correct, Your Honor. Everything has to go through. So why did you let her leave with the car when it was so precipitous? So what do you think about somebody who gives the buyer a car before the financing gets approved. That's idiotic. I mean, how do you know if they're not gonna like run with the car, you know? Yeah, you're just asking for trouble by doing that. Well, it's insane. It is, it is. Um, okay, we're gonna go inside the courtroom. In order to get the deal approved at late at night, during, during the day between nine and five, the, the, the companies usually do the work right then. But it, this was after six o'clock. I got so an I, idea. Uh, Just don't give her the car until the next day then. Well, perhaps I should have done that, Your Honor. Right. But why didn't you? Well, because we want to spot a car. We want to, we want to make, a, make a deal. We want to make business. Suppose You're she, that desperate to make a deal well, that you Your, let her walk off with the car? Your Honor, suppose she goes somewhere else for the $2,000 and her $3,500 a month paycheck and buys a car somewhere else. <laughs> but 
Come okay, to so find the out. next day she brings you the pay stubs or sends them to you? She she sent them to me. How did she send them? I guess it was email. Okay, and then you get the pay stubs, and what do the pay stubs show? The pay stubs finds out that she is not a teacher, but she is a teacher's aide that makes less than $1,000 a month. So right then. That's it. Right. I, I said, you have to bring the car back. Right, and what does she say? She says, no, I'm not bringing the car back. Okay. Oh, did you tell her you were gonna report it stolen? Yes, I did. Okay, and then you call the police, I and then the what police. happened? And then she decided to uh, stay me off by not bringing the car back, all right? For how but, long? Till I had told her that I would, I would. I'm sorry, I don't understand if that's happening in the same phone call or if there's multiple phone there's calls. There's multiple phone calls. Okay, and I, then. As a matter of fact, called her four times when she was hiding around the corner from the car lot, not wanting to bring the car back. Okay. Until I told her that I was going to report it stolen. How did you know that she was doing that? She, she told me. She told what? me she was right around the corner. Okay. Well, then that's not hiding if she told well, you. Well, no. Yeah, it's okay. Right. So, so, so you tell her, I'm reporting it stolen, so you better bring it back. Right. And then she brings it back. She and that's the, back. the same day that we're talking about, right? That's the next day, Your Honor. Yeah, the next yeah. day after you gave her a car without knowing the finance. How do you and think I'm going to let you keep $2,000 because you were in such a hurry to get this <laughs> deal done that you didn't do it correctly? Well, Your Honor, when I, after I deliver the car, I, I have a list of things that happen after that. There's, there's documentary fees. There's sales tax that has to be paid. Yeah, there's only temporary that's tax. on a sale. You didn't make a sale. I did make a sale. Nah, she you didn't. Nah, she you didn't. The, she nah, signed you didn't. the order. That's a sale. I see that. And it says it's going to be financed. So the second part of that contract is the financing that you had obliged yourself to get her. And when she got the, or she didn't get the financing, so you didn't make a sale. You know that, and I know that. Did he ever yell at you and tell you, why are you telling me you make 3500 when you make 1000 Um, No, we really didn't get there. He actually was trying okay, to. Sweetheart, how are you going to buy a car like this, <laughs> finance a car like this, if you make $1,000 a month? Are you out of your mind? So I have a feeling you did tell him you make more than you make, because you're never going to get it. You had to know they were going to make you bring pay stubs. So what were you thinking? No, I actually didn't tell him that. Um, I told him that it depends, you know, on the assignment that I pick up. And he was so busy trying to get my money that he was like, you know what, we'll do everything tomorrow. I'll Where's spot the, you the car. Uh, your car? Did you end up leaving the car and then getting your car back? Um, yes, I yeah. ended up getting the keys tomorrow. He actually, when he called the police and no, told- No, just tell me if okay. you have your car. Yes, I and have. And do you have the car that you were trying to sell it? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, maybe, just maybe, you should save some money and uh, wait for the next car. Unless your car is totally unreliable and you need the wheels and you're having a problem. And if you are, do not take the car until you have hashed everything out. Because once you give them the deposit, um, maybe they're not going to work as hard for you, right? And getting you the best deal that they can. That's probably the best way for you to do that. And maybe, <laughs> J who is this next to you? That's my grandson, Kenneth. Okay, hi, Kenneth. Huh. Do you ever work there with him? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. tell him how to do it right. All right. So maybe, just maybe, I realize that you're a discount auto place and you, I, I get it. I know, you, I, fig I say you provide a service. Uh, people, some people think you're worse than lawyers and that you're sharks. I don't feel that way about discount art because there are people who will never have wheels if it weren't for the business. But, you know, you, you also, this one's a mo one of the most precipitous I ever saw. So you want me to punish her because of how precipitous this was. And I, I, I don't know how, I, I think she should be punished a little. She got a car for a day, but I just don't know how in God's name you think I'm gonna punish her $2,000 worth. Uh, yeah, you went through some trouble, most of it self-imposed. I'm gonna order you to return 1,900 of the $2,000 verdict for the plaintiff. That's my judgment. Thank you. So the plaintiff's going to get most of her money back, except for $100 that you're allowed to keep. What do you think of that? Uh, I think it's a lot less than I came here to expect, but...
I guess that's the way I got to change I mean, my business practice a little bit. The judge bit. thinks you've really made a big, big, big mistake. That's correct. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I agree now. And I'm going to change the way I do business on that. I think you're learning a valuable lesson from your grandfather. He's my protege. Okay, very good. Okay. Congratulations. All right. Okay, here comes Ms. Gordon now. So you're back whole again, right? In other words, you're going to get 1900 back. Yes. And you got your old car back. Yes. And you're going to start all over again. Yes, I am. You learned anything from all this? Yes. What? Um, make sure I finish all the paperwork before I pull off the lot. <laughs> and make sure you have enough money to pay for what you buy. Yes. <laughs> okay. I got to put words in your mouth. Thank you very much. I hate to do that. Okay. Sorry about that. Harvey? I mean, this was insane to give somebody the car before the financing gets approved. And the key to all of this is leverage, that you need to make sure that you have the leverage over the other person before a deal is complete. And you don't give them the horse, or in this case, the car. It's just crazy. Don't text and drive. is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.